Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's one of these nights, Barry, Davey, where do we want to start? Tomorrow night, 5.45, a game that could be worth nearly €2 million Euros for Rangers, getting into the last eight of Europe. Well, we talk about there could be three old firm Glasgow derbies, call it what you like, in the next month. Who's going to win the title? Who's going to win a treble? Rangers could win a treble. Celtic could win a different treble. Davey, in the last few weeks while you're with us, yeah. have you? it's been a long time since there's been something as tight as this. Well, it, it's absolutely terrific, Paul. It looked very unlikely earlier on in the, the season, but we've now got the old firm neck and neck for the title. We've got an Edinburgh derby and a Glasgow derby in the Scottish Cup semi-finals. We've got Scotland closing in on a place for the World Cup finals in Qatar. All the ingredients are there and it's a, it's a terrific thing for the Scottish game. Mentioning some of the headlines, Barry, today, Starfelt and Hollander called up for Sweden, Hatate and Maeda called up for Japan, Ramsey called up for Wales and Gikamakis called up for Greece. So there's so much on in the news. Uh, last night we heard that Owen Coyle is set to be appointed as manager of Queen's Park. Yeah, there's loads <laughs> happening in, in Scottish football. In terms of Queen's Park and, um, and Owen Coyle, I think it's a, a great catch for Queen's Park. Very experienced manager, um, managed at the highest level. Um, and look, Queen's Park, for me, the squad that I've got potentially should be winning League One, but they've had a difficult season. So a great appointment by Queen's Park um, to bring on Coyle and his manager. We've said so much, quite rightly, about Rangers' performance in Europe against Borussia Dortmund and then last Thursday night against uh, Red Star Belgrade. Barry, you've played in that ground, so this time tomorrow night, Rangers will be warming up 5.45 kick-off. How are you feeling about it? What's it going to be like? It's going to be hostile, there's no doubt about it. But as a footballer, you want to play in the environments. Um, and listen, Rangers have got a great chance of going through into the, the quarterfinals. 3-0 lead. It's a, a great result to take over there. But they've got to get with the mindset that um, it's nothing each. If they go over there and think the, the tie's already won, I think they could be in trouble because Red Star are a good team with a lot of good players. So I'm sure they'll be focused on it. And the most important thing is making sure that they get a good start to the game. Um, they don't sit back. I would, I would like to think that Gio will, will have a pop at them because um, I think they can concede goals certainly for set pieces. But listen, I'm more than confident that Rangers uh, could get the right result and go through at the quarterfinals. Davey, the atmosphere is going to be red hot, and the yeah. manager has been speaking about the atmosphere in that stadium. We we know we're going to go to a place where the, um, the the atmosphere can be very very hostile and. Uh, but you know that's that's uh, you know a thing we have to we have to cope with. I mean we have a quite an experienced team, so uh, we've been in in in, uh, in in places before where it's very hostile. And uh, 
but you have to uh, you have to deal with it. Make sure you mentally you are prepared, you tactically you are uh, uh, prepared, and also make sure you just concentrate on the game and, and uh, play against the, the eleven other players. So, uh, but it will uh, it will be a nice atmosphere to to play in, and uh, we have to enjoy that as well. Davey, surely it's going to be Rangers night, but it'll be tough. It should be. I mean, I, I think what Rangers have to do above all else tomorrow night is just make sure they don't lose an early goal. Don't give them any encouragement. Don't invite them back into the tie. Keep the lid on the tie. The, the tie's in Rangers' pocket right now. And that's, that's the way they've got to keep it. And I do think people are making a hell of a lot too much about this, the atmosphere in this ground. There's, last time I was here, there was no cover on the ground. It's not going to be any more hostile than Ibrox was for Red Star, I don't think. And, you know, I don't, I don't think... Well, Barry's played there. He's, he can obviously tell us, but I can't imagine it's any noisier than... No, European I, night at Ibrox I, I think there's a, mate, a, lot, um, a lot made it mm. sorry should I say because they let off flares and yeah. they're continually singing but Davey's right Ibrox and Celtic Park for yeah. me are more hostile places uh, and as I said you've got to expect that when you go away for home in Europe and you play against teams like that um, but as I said as a footballer you want to play in stadiums that are packed and fans singing throughout the game and maybe a few a few flares going off I, I, I didn't mind that and I wouldn't use that as an excuse as Gio just mentioned there. Rangers have got enough experienced players in that squad um, to cope with a situation like going over to Belgrade. But I've got to be honest, we have played in worse. Um, I thought what playing was in Greece, yeah. Greece was more hostile. I played Galatasaray, the old stadium at Galatasaray. <laughs> I found they, they places to play were a bit more hostile than Belgrade. So it's something that I'm sure I'll not no have any bearing on the result. David, do you think Rangers will be going all the way to Seville, which is where the final will be? There's something about it this year, isn't yeah, there? The, yeah. the title neck and neck. Uh, Celtic went all the way to Seville in 2003. Rangers to Manchester with a man just uh, 10 yards away from yeah. you in 2008. Gee, there's something this well, year. They've got to have a chance. Yeah. If you look at the teams, I mean, Leicester, West Ham, mm -hmm. Leverkusen, a lot of good teams left yeah, in, but so. you know, Rangers have beaten the favourites. Mm -hmm. They put Dortmund out. You know, they're, they're already halfway into the next round after the first leg at Ibrox against Red Star. I don't think there's any fear. It's a bit of a mystery to me how this Rangers side can slip up domestically and yet save their best work for the European arena. And they did it under Steven Gerrard as well. Some fabulous results under Steven Gerrard. And the, the, I suppose the the galling thing for, for GVB would be that the, they, they, they can't seem to transfer the European performances into domestic. So far. But maybe, so I mean, far. Jimmy's been on the socials, a Celtic fan saying he thinks the tide is turning. Jimmy's a big Celtic fan. He said, I'm getting worried now because the game on April the 3rd is at Ibrox. So Quite confidence grows. A lot has been made as well. Rangers still in Europe with that benefit Celtic. I don't think so. I think like that result on Thursday, and Davy's quite right, previous in European nights, Rangers have went into the weekend game and struggled. Maybe drawn the game, but that was, that was a plus for me at the weekend, going up to Dens Park. Um, after a great result against Red Star on the Thursday it's always a worry in the back of your mind but Rangers cope with it brilliantly and you can see they got confidence from that result they demolished them didn't they a bit like Celtic the other night as yeah. well you know Glasgow I'll be honest with you they were, they were yeah. good but I, I was disappointed in Dundee yeah. I, I'm being mm. honest with you quarter final with the, the Scottish Cup listen it's a one-off game it's not like it's a league game that they yeah. can sit back and maybe steal a point mm. they, they couldn't do that so I expected a bit more but on the, the flip side of that, Rangers were ruthless um, going forward and there was a lot of good performances. And also, he made three changes, mm. which he normally doesn't do. And they three changes for me done really well. You, you worry about Dundee, I think. You know, 
very poor crowd, home crowd turned up for the, the cup tie. I know that the ticket prices were a bit daft, but I worry about Dundee long term. It looks as if they're going to be relegated. They're my favourites to be relegated. I think St Johnson will find something and get clear. I think Dundee could very easily go down. All the talk about the new stadium has gone and it's a club that must be losing money. And it, it, it's a worry because, you know, the Americans who bought the club, they're obviously not stupid, but I think there, there, there comes a point where you, you, you have to stop throwing, you know, good money after mm. bad. Good piece in the record today by Gordon Parks, who's from that area. And he says, you know, the fans voted with their feet at the weekend. Uh, Nelms, the MD, shows no sign he wasn't there he was away I think at the rugby and he's saying it looks like a shambles we talked about it Monday night look at the the yeah, lack of crowd I'll go back to it I, th I thought they made the wrong decision in getting rid of James McPake he yeah. was on this programme last, last night last night he was really good wasn't he yeah, you can he, tell he, he's hurting though still yep and I thought he deserved at least a chance to try and keep him mm. in the Premier League because um, he got them up last year mm. through the playoffs and that's a tough league to get out of the Championship and I know they were they were struggling a bit this season but before they sacked him um, he had won two games in a row yeah. that and doesn't happen yeah it doesn't does really it? happen so no. I, I felt for James McPake um, and we just need to wait and see but for me I think Dundee looking at both watching both sorry Dundee and St Johnson lately for me Dundee look at the team that are going to finish bottom in the league Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Barry Ferguson Davy Proven two old firm legends here with us in the studio another one in here last night Davy sitting where you are John Hartson he said Winning the Premiership matters more than winning the Europa League. And they could, of course, win both. Do you agree with John? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think the title... I know there's there's a lot of money to be made out of the Europa League this year. And that's a good thing. Um, also, you win it, you're in the Champions League um, automatically as well. So you could end up with both old firm clubs in the Champions League next season. That would be amazing well, for Scotland, uh, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, be back to, yeah. to the glory days of, yeah. of not so very long ago. Mm -hmm. I do agree with John. I think the title is everything this year. Um, the, the prize money that's up for stake, automatic group stage um, entry. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it's all about the title. Barry? Title all day for me. Mm, yeah. No no argument about it. Listen, it's great you get runs in Europe, but listen, that's your bread and butter. And especially, as Davey just mentioned, this year, what is it, upwards of 35, 40 million yeah, pounds? 40. What yep. a difference that that'll make. But listen, the league, the league is the, the one for me. Brilliant, isn't it? End to the season still. So eight games to go towards the title. Barry's eyes are lighting up. Davey, you've, um, you also have been I'm saying... I'm bailing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Cheers, Davey. <laughs> How could you? Bailing out in the, the old firm weekend I know, well. I know. We're just checking the team I'll be, sheet I'll be here. watching it. I'll be watching okay. every kick of the ball. Do it for Spain? Of course you will. No? Yeah. In Spanish? <laughs> Make more sense. Well, you've got more Spanish than me, Mr. King. You've been very modest. Certainement. Oh, no, that's wrong. Hola. Davey Proven, Barry Ferguson. We're taking your calls. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Everyone buzzing in here after the station night out last night. Uh, terrific night, I'm told. But um, so, nah, it was t it was good night, Barry, wasn't it? Great to be out with the colleagues and the, and yeah, the, and the winning was, team here. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, that's been what, over two years. Yeah, I think, and it was great mm -hmm. to meet uh, different people uh, and get a good um, chat with chat with them. So, no, I really enjoyed that lovely meal and good people as well. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks for making the switch for joining us every evening, five till seven. 0808 17 17 700 right we're going to hear more as we build up to tomorrow night and also from the Celtic manager because in the last few days we've had the, the cup quarter finals and Davey can you remember I don't think it has happened has it where you've had Hearts and Hibs 
Rangers and Celtic in the in the semi-finals. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific. And just before we come on, you were telling me about the historical record that Hibs have against yeah. Hearts. Never beaten Hearts at uh, Hamden. In the Cup, in Scottish Cup. In the Scottish Cup. It's never no, happened. That's, that's, that's astonishing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Hearts have never beaten them there. So, uh, yeah, is it too early to ask you who you think? No, we will. Let's ask every question we can of Davy Proven while we've still got you. Mm. Davy, your Cup final day, what do you think? Yeah. Hearts or Hibs anyway? I, 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 think, I yeah. think Hearts. I mean, Hearts yeah. beat Hibs, yeah. what was it? Last season semi-finals kind of lost. That's the, right. The, no, they the did. Plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, and Hearts were a division below them. So if they could do it, then I think Hearts are much stronger now, having a, a really good season under Robbie Nielsen. Hearts for me to to get the cup final. We'll talk about the Glasgow Big Two later. Plenty of occasions. Well, the last two games that have been nothing each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, I think it will be different. Semi-final, a chance to get into a final. For me, Hearts are too strong. Um, I watched Hibs at the weekend. To be fair, the boy up top, Elias Melkerson. Yeah, yep. he's only 19, I think. Yes, he is. Yep. I thought December. his two finishes were, were brilliant, but I think missing both Martin Boyle, obviously, him mm. leaving, and, and Nisbet, they're big misses. And for me, Hearts are the, the stronger team, so I fancy Hearts to go through. The, I think if Hearts win the game, it's worth about three million quid because they would automatically, even if they lose the cup final, they would go into the Europa League playoff and even if they lost that they would then go into the Conference League group stages so there's a right few quid in it for Hearts if they win that semi-final it's but it's brilliant for Scottish football isn't it, isn't it? Yeah. and yeah. Edinburgh yeah. derby on the Saturday and then the Glasgow derby the real derby game. Yeah, the proper, <laughs> right, yeah. the proper <laughs> game and uh, the Sunday it's brilliant for Scottish football and listen I think this season's been great I've really enjoyed it and we've got eight games to go neck and neck between Rangers and Celtic as well Rangers still in Europe get a chance getting into the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Great for our game. El Glasico. That's <laughs> rubbish. That's terrible, isn't it? Take that one out for the podcast, James. Sorry about that. Yeah, the Cla- but El Clasico. Barry, you always say Rangers Celtic. Celtic Rangers is bigger than El Clasico. Davy, are you buying that? Yeah, certainly yeah. in terms of atmosphere. I, I, I've never, and I've seen a few derbies. I've never known intensity like the Glasgow derby. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a Celtic Park or whether it's at yeah. Ibrox, nothing beats it. Love it. Barry yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mean I agree yeah. 100% now it's the best the best for atmosphere and I've said to you I, I brought many of people up when I was down in England mm. and who did you bring up give us a few of the names just the guys for, yeah. for both Blackburn Birmingham oh, yeah. and, and Blackpool and, and see when you, you turn around and look at them they're in awe of the atmosphere mm. they just cannot believe uh, the build up here and you get there a couple of hours before the game and it's absolute rocking um, so everybody thinks the same for me it's the best in the would it bother you if it was the Spotify Ibrook Stadium or the Spotify Celtic Park? See, there's putting in what 300 million yeah. over the next few years uh, to sponsor Barcelona, uh, the new camp. Yeah, I mean, huge money. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Barcelona have have won a watch there to get that kind of money. I mean, are, are people going to call it the Spotify or they're just going to call it the new camp? Mm. Um, hell of a lot of money to spend to, to put your name in something, isn't it? Huge amount, Barry, isn't it? When, ultimately, is it going to bother you? If you get that kind of money coming in, and they called it the well, Spotify Ibrox, you go, to, you go to a different level. If you yeah. get that, that type mm. of money coming into your your club, that means you can go and and dip into the transfer market and bring top quality players. Um, but I, I can be, see if it's a new stadium, Barry. I, I can see yeah, somebody wanting the name in that. It's like you know the Reebok when the Reebok opened. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't. It's like if 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 Ibrox or Celtic Park mm. or Hamden, I, I don't I don't get it when it's been known uh, for over a hundred years as a certain name. Mm-hmm. Punters aren't going to change, are they? Davey, what did you think when you heard that Chelsea were saying that the game with Middlesbrough in the Cup should be um, behind closed doors for sporting integrity? Do you yeah, think that it, was... it beggars belief, um, given the 
the connection that yeah. the owner has yeah. with what's going on in, in Ukraine at the moment, that they had the audacity to, to, to try. That's a resignation issue, I think. Mm -hmm. Is it Bruce Bock who yeah. came up with that? Mm -hmm. um, Shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, just so un, unfeeling and yeah. just... Uh, Shocking altogether. I hope Middlesbrough beat them. Mm -hmm. uh, was that was yeah. a ridiculous statement. I mean, yeah. I've seen Steve Gibson, the mm -hmm. the owner of, of Middlesbrough. Yeah. They've already sold 31,000 tickets mm -hmm. for the Middle, Middlesbrough fans have, have bought their tickets. Um, but no, what a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And they need that money and they deserve the money. You know, they're doing well in the cup. I, I found it... Um, I th and I do feel for Tuchel in a way and also I see yeah. Eddie Howe's been having it tough as well that they're being put on... On, on the hook, really, on behalf of the clubs to talk about the, you know, the terrible, horrible situation yeah. in Ukraine and There's, also the things that are going been going on in, in the Middle East. I, I, yeah, I think it's maybe time the Premier League has a look at the ownership issue. Yeah. You know, this fit and proper, which is obviously an absolute nonsense. It doesn't exist when you look at some of the people who own clubs in England, some of the regimes and some of the individuals. And it's maybe time the Premier League, um, in their best interests, uh, have a look at the, their ownership rules, who who they're allowing into to English football, where they're getting their money from. 0808 17 17 700. So much on the menu tonight. There's more next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. It's Wednesday evening, Gorio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson. And in 24 hours and in 20 minutes, Rangers will be taken to the field for the game. They're three up from last week. And Davy, how remarkable was that performance at Ibrox? Well, it was terrific. It's, everything just seems to be going Rangers' way in Europe. Um, and I know you make your own luck in this game, but they, they take their game to another level um, in the European competition. Not sure how they managed to do it, but uh, they punch well above their weight. And... You know, I think if you're Giovanni van Bronckhorst, why would you rule yourself out again going all the way in this tournament? I don't think you would. Rangers fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Cammy has dialed that number and he's on now. Cammy, good evening. Hi, guys. Good evening. How are you doing? You're getting excited? Very excited. Yeah. Um, Rangers obviously screen a lot. It's really exciting. I never actually expected to get this far. I think probably everyone thought when we drew Borussia Dortmund that that was maybe it. it. It was obviously a glamour tie, but to get through that and to come through 3-0 up, um, going into the game tomorrow night, really excited. What do you want to say to Barry and Davey? What are you thinking? Uh, what, what What's your line-up tomorrow? Or? That's, that's probably the lines of my question. I yep. wanted to ask the panel if you think, think Rangers are going to this game a wee bit more defensive as they've done when they went through 3-0 up. Uh, last Thursday night, obviously they dropped off again. I think they'll go out tomorrow night and they'll take on take on the atmosphere and go for it. Great question, Barry. Yeah, well, I think if they go and they, they sit back, I think you're playing into Red Star's hand. Um, look, you you have got to be a bit cautious, certainly when you go away from home in in Europe. But you've got to maintain the way that they they attack teams, and I think you'll go out with that mindset. And the great thing about it, and everybody watched the game. No, I loved last Thursday during the game after two 0 up. They went into a back five. I thought that was great. That's a great thing to have as a, a football team when you can go from a back four into a back five. So if things are not going well, they don't start well, he can he can go and he, he can shut up shop a wee bit. But I, I think, look, going forward, they've got some decent players. The number 10, Katai, I thought was, he looked a real danger. Um, just got to keep a few of them a few of them quiet. But Rangers have got players that can seriously hurt teams. Morelos, 
I thought last week against Red Star was was excellent. Bullied the the, the centre back. Trying Kent on his days a, a potential match winner. So I believe that Rangers will go out there and and go and try and get a goal. Um, but also you've got to be a bit cautious and respectful who you're up against. And remembering, you know, they they had the ball in the net and VAR quite light, rightly called them off. Davy Katai. More than decent player. Yeah, they're yeah. dangerous. I mean, I, I don't think the game's a gimme. The, the, the tie is not over, I don't think. But I think if Rangers can get through the first, say, 20 minutes without any damage, uh, they'll be fine. Because Red Star score early, you know, that's like putting 30,000 volts through them. They're, they're back, they'll feel they're back in the tie. Keep them quiet for 15, 20 minutes. They know the clock's ticking down. They need four to win the tie. I think they chuck it to a certain extent. Get through the first quarter of the game without any damage. I think that's the target. Cammy, what about Morellas, for example, going to another level in the past month or two? Oh, he's been brilliant. He's, he's, he's back to his best for me since um, Giovanni's came in. I thought against Scotland was one of the best performances I've seen from him. I think all around in Europe, that seems to be seems to be where he is at his best. Scores, scores a lot of goals, obviously. Um, scores the most goals for Rangers in Europe. Um, like to Ryan Kent, he's going to form as well in Europe. He, for me, gave his best performance against Scotland as well. I think things are coming together for Rangers, especially in Europe. I think just keeping that form going into league games is very vital for them, especially coming to the last eight games of the season. And how important for you was it that the manager, and I think the, you know, the jury was kind of out with the Rangers fans. I think a month or so ago, there was a bit of grumbling. You can understand after the result at Celtic, but the way he changed it, as Barry said, two up and he changes it. How much did that impress you and give you confidence in him? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I remember again, just go back to Dortmund's game after the game, he said, plan A didn't work, plan B didn't work, mm-hmm. but plan C worked. And that's good to know that you're going into a game and he's got different ideas in his, in his head to know that if something doesn't work out, we've got a different formation, a different game plan, different tactics to go after teams. And it, it gives you confidence. It's just um, make, make sure that these game plans game plans work and you come out, come out after 90 minutes of a result. David, yeah. See when Morello scored the second goal, they, they were still uh, finding gaps in the Rangers' defence, um, and that's why he, once that goal went in, he went back to the the back five, and that was to take take a sting out of the game, mm-hmm. and that's what he done. And the game settled again, and then they flipped back into a a back four, um, and it's great to have a plan B. I think every team has got to have a plan B when when um, plan A plan A sorry isn't working. David, even for somebody with his Reputation. He was a, a great player at Rangers. He went on to, you know, as he matured, even bigger things. Um, but the players still, you have to prove yourself as a manager, don't you, with the players? And that must yeah, make a difference. Well, I, I think it helps that he had such a good career because yeah. footballers respect someone who's done it. Mm. And that's just a fact of life. Um, might not have any relevance in, in terms of how good a coach they are, yeah. but footballers respect somebody coming into the dressing room who's played at a good level. Um, particularly when they've just lost someone like Steven Gerrard. But what he's done for me is he's proved that he's proved he's bold, he's courageous. You know, Barry's talking about having the nose to change the system when things were going or looked a bit ropey against Dortmund. He also took Morales off more recently, yep. got slaughtered from the Rangers supporters, put Roof on, Roof scores a winner. Yep. Now that, that takes courage to do that because he would know taking Morales off how, how that was going to go down in the stadium. But I'll tell you what, he had the had the courage mm. to do. Yeah, you get that. He's got a bit of the the Dutch are like that. Dick Advocat was very much like that. He's got a wee bit of him, and he's not scared to make a change. If somebody ain't performing on the pitch, 
previous to Morelos, Barisic, no doing it, off you come. Morelos, that's a, a great example uh, from David there. Your, your talisman, your, your best player, your match winner, wasn't on the best of form against Aberdeen. Takes him off 12 minutes to go, the fans ain't happy. Puts Ruff on two minutes later. Ruff gets the, the, the winning goal. So he ain't scared to make a change, even if you're the best player on the team. Cammy, were you one of the ones who wanted maybe Alan McGregor to be rested a few weeks ago? But what I'm really asking you is, what about that save at the penalty? That's Brown. That's Brown, wasn't it? Um, obviously, I always knew he was going to save it when the penalty was conceded. But he's obviously went through a bit of a tough time recently. A few people calling him out. Um, I think it was Motherwell a couple of weeks ago. People thought maybe maybe we should save this one, maybe we should save that one. Mm-hmm. But by that penalty save, I think he showed why, why he's still Rangers' number one goalkeeper. Great picture on social media today, Barry, of uh, you with Alan McGregor. Oh, that, that was yep. in Belgrade. Yeah. Yep, that's in Belgrade. Was that 10 years ago? Yep. Looking young. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Fair, but <laughs> no, not at all. It's a great picture today on social media. Um, it was a remarkable save, Davey, from the penalty, wasn't yeah, it? It's to a get horrible, there at 40. horrible height. Yeah, it's yeah. a horrible height for a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. But that, that's Alan McGregor, that's what he does. And he was getting, I mean, because of his age, if he makes a mistake, people automatically say, ah, he's over the hill, he's, he's this, he's that. And, you know, it's great that he can come back and make a save like that and prove that he's still as the reflexes and the agility to, to pull off a save like that. And, and they want to prove the doubters wrong because he'll, he'll see it and read it and listen to people um, but that'll just make him even more determined. Is I've, he grumpy I've, about all that? Does he yeah, get, but yeah. listen, he, it's all about proving you, you're the best and I, I still believe he's a, the best goalkeeper not just at Rangers but in our game up here and he proved it last uh, last Thursday against Red Star No, just the penalty save. Another three or four um, really good saves to keep Rangers in the game even better than your other big pal Joe Hart I know you only play with Joe for a short time but yeah yeah listen we've got, for me we've got three top class goalkeepers in Scotland and now you've got Griggsy you've got Joe Hart and you've got Craig Gordon um, they could play at the highest level for me the three of them Davey yeah yeah. I'm, I'm just drawing I'm, I'm thinking in my mind here the parallels between Craig Gordon and Alan McGregor and I've, I've got to be honest with you if, if Alan McGregor hadn't retired from international footballer Football, I would have Alan McGregor in against um, Ukraine yeah. when the game finally mm-hmm. takes place. I, I think he is a number one. Any chance he would ever come back for Scotland? Say Craig Gordon got an injury and David Marshall wasn't ready or whatever or John McLaughlin or Liam Kelly. What do you think? Would he come back if the country called him? I'm sure if the, the country called him and, and needed a, mm-hmm. a hand, um, I, I'm sure he would do it. But I know the reasons why he did retire because he had... He had back problems when he was down at Hull City. He had a, a serious back problem, I think, he got operated on. And um, that's the reason why he, he gave up international football. Um, but you look at Scotland squad, I mean, for me, we've got three. Well, we've got a top-class goalkeeper in Craig Gordon. Marsh is, is um, good to see him back in the, the squad. And, and Liam Kelly at Muddles doing really well. But listen, Alan McGregor top-class goalkeeper. Cammy, I want to ask you about this man. Let's hear a wee bit from Ryan Kent. I've mentioned before, you know, after, um, you know, each each year of participating in this competition that we've always wanted to improve on the previous year, um, you know, which we have done so far. And, um, you know, that's no different for this year. You know, we want to go as far as we can in this competition. You know, we try to have as much confidence going into every game. Uh, you know, that would be no different going into this um, and hopefully the next round, you know, if we if we go there with the right mentality um, for this fixture. Cammy, what can you say about Ryan Kent? 
he's a, he's in a good bit of form just now. I think for me, Ryan Kent's problems always been consistency. He seems to be finding that now. Obviously, I think Europe's more his game. I think teams are giving more space to run into. Whereas I think if you go into a league game, people are maybe doubling up on him and shut, shutting the space down for him. But he's he's on a very good bit of form just now. He just needs to keep going because, as I said before, I think consistency has always been uh, Kent's problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I would I would go with that consistency, but he's shown a, a good level of consistency. I, I think he's again he's a match winner and, and like Davy played in a similar position. You know what I love about him, and it's the same with Jota at Celtic. See the dirty side of the game. They're back helping their fullbacks. So I love seeing that. Um, brilliant going forward and all the trickery and creating goals. But what Ryan Kent does for his his team um, deserves a lot of credit as well, Davy. Quite a shift. Yeah, yeah, and he's also he's he's come back into form at exactly the right time, the business end of the season when Rangers really needed him. Morelos as well. Um, the two of them were missing earlier on in the season, but now you know, and it's coming down to the crunch. The two of them really have turned up now, and that that could make a difference to the end of, of Rangers season. So many huge games coming up, Cammy. Before you go, where will we go now? Do you want to talk about the game with Celtic on April the third, or do you want to talk about the cup semi final? It's going to be a phenomenal six, eight weeks for you? Well, it's going to be exciting for both Rangers and Celtic fans. Obviously, the old firms uh, left till the end of the season. It's, it's exciting. Both teams, both teams uh, chase a treble. Obviously, Celtic chasing three Scottish trophies. Rangers have been looking to get their hands in the Europa League. But I think very exciting for both for both teams. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got the Edinburgh derby as well as another, as another semi-final. So yep. So a big, big time for Rangers and Celtic fans. If you had to choose, do you want the Singe title or do you want Europa League Cup? I would, um, I would, you'd want to say Europa League, wouldn't you? But I would say, I would say take the league mostly because of the money that's involved this year's surreal and also automatic Champions League, Champions League spots would be brilliant. But you get that as well now, don't you? If you win Europa League, Barry, straight into Champions yeah, yeah, League. But, yeah. I, I, I'm saying that no, I'd rather win the league. I know you would. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm the league 100. Sure. percent Like, it'd be great to win the Europa League, but yeah. no, you've got to win the, the league title. Cami, good call. Thanks very much. Enjoy the yes, next guys. few weeks, Davy. You think you'll enjoy some of them, but maybe not all of them. Are you still? What do you reckon now? With uh, eight <sighs> games to go, let's go to the title. Um, let's hear a bit from Ange before while you're thinking about it. There, um, he was asked by the media. Um, is there any talk of a treble? At the start, was all trouble. Now it's trouble, is it? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a terrible. <laughs> Look, the important thing is, like I said, that you know we're still in the competition, and at this point of the year, we're, we're in a, giving ourselves an opportunity to have more success. And that's the expectation. You know, I, I said, well, you know, I'm repeated in saying that it's expectations on me and everyone involved in the football club, the players. You know, we need to embrace that. You can't, you know, just because we've won a trophy already means we can sort of say that it's been a good season. Um, we want to try and win every competition we're in and, and give ourselves a chance to do that so um, particularly you know, at this end of the season What are you thinking David? I'm thinking what you said at the start of the season I think you said you think Rangers would win it yeah. but I remember you said it was quite controversial in your column because you said Rangers are not that great it was 25 points ahead Celtic were in a shambles but you said it's not impossible Yeah, yeah and I think you have again you have to go back to the, the transfer window which has been absolutely key for Celtic at a time when Rangers were struggling for form, um, having been seven points ahead on December the 1st, they're, they're now chasing. Celtic are favourites. I mean, you'd rather be in Celtic's position. Better goal difference ahead in points. The only thing that would worry me slightly about that, I always like to go into an old firm game knowing we had to win it. Mm-hmm. Celtic kind of 
won't want to lose this game, but they, they could afford to lose it. It wouldn't be a fatal blow. Rangers know they have to win it. If Celtic win at Ibrox, I think it's over. Rangers have to win it. And sometimes in these games, not always, but sometimes, the team that needs it and wants it most comes good. Barry? Davy stole my thunder. I was just about to say that. that I prefer going into an old firm game and the position. Look, look, it's great that look, Celtic will be happy they're three points he- ahead. No doubt about it. But going into a game, Rangers know that a draw or a defeat, it's over. So you're going in with the. You've got to go and win that game. And that's why I think the, the next old firm game at Ibrox, I, I think Rangers will win the game. I do. And for their reasons that Rangers know that if Celtic come and take the points, then you can wave um, bye-bye to the, the, the league title. So Rangers know what they need to do. And for me, I said it weeks, Rangers need to win every single game. And I honestly think now, after that game, that Scottish Cup game, up at Den's part of the weekend, I've seen a different side of them. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've always been worried after a European game. Yeah, the hangover. Yeah, yeah no performing, mm-hmm. dropping two points. Yep. I know it was the Scottish Cup, it wasn't the league, but there was just a, a freshness about them, a real air of confidence about them on Sunday. You know how you talk about thin, slim margins. Celtic had to win that game against Rangers a month ago, didn't they, David? Yeah. Six weeks ago. They had to win it. And they've got such momentum from it. I, I, I thought that result that night would have killed Rangers' title mm-hmm. challenge off. I was expecting after that, Rangers to start dropping points. I don't think it was just a, a defeat. It was a bit of a humiliation. Celtic took their foot off the gas in the second half. Job was done by half time. But Rangers have reacted um, in a way that I didn't think was possible or likely. They, they've, they've come roaring back and, and got themselves right back on at Celtic's shoulder. And it's, it's going to be an intriguing finish. Yep, yeah, it shows me they've got a bit of steel about them. Because that was an absolute doing that night certainly that first 45 minutes I could not believe well, we were in the studio I could not believe what I was watching and then it's always a worry in the back of your mind but they've shown they've got a bit of steel about them and now eight games to go they're starting to hit a form Rangers could it be like the season Barry that you went with a great I think Rangers going to get right remember you got, you got to do it at Celtic Park oh. then you did the yep. same almost to Celtic just what, a month later I think it's going to come down to the second old firm game right. the, the league game the last league game of the season, whoever wins that game, wins the title. How did you know the cup draw? You gave us the cup draw before the games even happened the other day. So I think there's an inquiry here, Davey, for sure. <laughs> Barry Ferguson said it's going to be Hearts Hibs and Rangers Celtic. I just, I just yeah. fancied that. I just yeah. thought that's what um, that's what's going to happen. And do you know what? I, I think it's brilliant, brilliant for your game. Is it the chat? Is it all sorted in advance? Yeah, I've sorted it out. <laughs> he is joking. Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Wednesday night with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney, Davey Proven and Barry Ferguson already tonight. Davey saying that Celtic, if they win, if they win at Ibrox on the 3rd of April then... I, I think Celtic are playing for the title yep. on April the 3rd I think that's how big it is for Celtic big for big for both teams obviously but I think Celtic will, will go to Ibrox knowing if they win that day they've more or less won the title and Barry you've said for weeks yeah it's the same thing but if Rangers win they have to win every game to win the title yeah and, 
I mean, I said that a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people were like, "No way, no, it's yeah. no, it's no possible." I think it is possible, um, and I believe in current form just now and looking at this Rangers squad, they're high in confidence, and I think it's a real possibility they they can win every game, um, and for me, they need to win every game to win uh, retain the title. It's going to be some month coming up. Scottish Cup draw, well, we heard it the other night after the quarterfinals, which went on all weekend. So Hibs against Hearts or Hearts against Hibs, 12.15 on the Saturday, 16th of April. And then on Sunday the 17th, Easter Sunday, 2 o'clock, it's going to be, it came out Celtic against Rangers at Hamden. Did you enjoy the games at Hamden? I know it depends on, I suppose, what the results were, but uh, yeah. you both had success. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Hamden. I loved it because it was such a big pitch or maybe it just felt like a big pitch. I'm not Safe sure. Safe for a winger. Yeah. yeah, as a wide player, it was it was terrific to play there and I think I was I was fortunate certainly in my Scotland games and cup finals and semi-finals I had a pretty decent record there. So yeah, it was a great ground for me. One of your goals is one of the great goals in the Scottish Cup final. I know we're in the 137th campaign, but the 100th Cup final, Davey, yeah. is a moment you'll never forget against Dundee United. There's two yeah. guys in here that are scored in the Scottish Cup final and I think at the time I did it, I was the third in 100 years and Barry then, I think Charlie McGrew's done it as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think Celtic beat Dunfermline. I think Charlie scored the third goal with a free kick. But yeah. Certainly one. You're in hallowed company here, Mr. Cooney. That's me. I know, I know. <laughs> the listeners know as well. Barry, your your experience then of that free kick, your your free kick. Yeah, that listen, cut final days. You can't beat it half and half. Um in terms of the fans, absolute rock. And sometimes when I played at Hamden, I've got to be honest with Scotland when it wasn't a full house, it was a bit eerie because mm. I think behind the goals they're too far away, but certainly all firm cup finals that, mm. that didn't make a difference and then a few Scotland games obviously the the atmosphere um, has been absolute brilliant the, the early game in the playoff <sighs> that was Almost that there. was frightening yeah. the atmosphere but that's a good point you've made for the first time in years it'll be 50-50 we've kind of forgotten what I know we talk about it on this station saying give them more tickets at Ibrox give them more tickets at Celtic Park but 50-50 Barry it's going to be yeah, that's what I'm looking forward yeah. to Phenomenal. As I said, old firm games, Davy O'Green, you know, when you're playing at home, you've got 40, just over 40,000 of your own fans and the rest are Celtic fans and obviously you go to Celtic Park and you get eight or 9,000. So I'm looking forward to that semi-final at Hamden where it's split directly right down the middle um, and that'll create, I think the atmosphere that day will be absolute electric. A lot's happened so far this week uh, on the programme. We mentioned earlier, uh, James Pake, McPake was on last night and I see the Dundee Courier. Uh, they've picked up on it from the Go Radio Football show last night. He was on with Rob and John Hartson and he said he was uh, embarrassed to be sacked by Dundee last month. There is something about it. The Jack Ross sacking as well was astonishing. The American yeah. owners, what, 10 days? They've just thrashed and they thrashed Rangers in the cup semi-final and then he's booted I know the league perform the, the league run was uh, was really poor mm -hmm. but they weren't in any danger in fact they, they came back top six James McPeak Davey what do you think you've seen a lot of sackings over the year yeah just t timing was bizarre now don't get me wrong I've always believed that if, if you own a football club and it's your money that's in the club you have the right to hire and fire mm -hmm. providing you pay the manager up providing you honour his contract yeah. Yeah. that's your call but the timing of it you know just won a Scottish Cup tie a tricky Scottish Cup tie beat Hearts at Tynecastle and and you're bumped after two good results like that. Um, and at the time, at the time I'm thinking to myself, well, something behind the scenes here that we're not being told about. But clearly James, um, you know, explained himself last night. 
it was purely a football decision and one of the strangest football decisions I've come across. Yep, harshly dealt with. I, I thought he deserved um, more time, not, not just because they, they won the two games that David just mentioned, the Scottish Cup game and obviously beating Hearts, who at that time were in right good form, um, going to Tynecastle and, and getting the win. The simple fact is um, he got Dundee out of the Championship mm. via the playoffs, obviously beating Kilmarnock down there. And um, they still had a chance of getting away from the bottom, um, the bottom of the league. I think they were second bottom at the mm-hmm. time he was he was let go by Dundee. So I thought he deserved at least until the end of the season. And I do believe that if they gave him that chance, they may have escaped relegation. Because I think they're going to finish down the bottom. In current form and, and watching both Dundee and St. Johnson mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of weeks, for me, St. Johnson are slightly stronger than, than Dundee. And you know, Barry, how much investment is in the teams in the first division that are looking to come back up, not least Queen's Park. I know they're on the edges of the playoffs, but they could do it. Uh, Owen Coyle going to take over um, soon, coming back from India. But there's investment, and it could be hard for Dundee. They're not going to bounce back up, Davey, as you said. Yeah. Barry, I mean, they're not, well, probably. There's, there's good teams in the Championship, but you look at that League One, you've got Cove Rangers who yeah. have backed really well you've got Queen's Park who are backed really well you've got Falkirk still yeah. in that, that league and you've got also Airdrie mm-hmm. um, so they'll start to come through whether it's automatic promotion from League One or via the playoffs that championship is going to be even tougher than it is just now it's remarkable it's good to see isn't it David these clubs the Cove, Cove Rangers we would never have thought of them yeah. a couple of years ago yeah. uh, coming through Cove and Kelty yeah, yeah. Both, both Kelty and coming up to the yeah, first obviously doing, yeah. doing really well playing tonight and you know the, the the bottom division was stale for far too long. Yeah. Clubs finishing bottom year year after year. Protectionism. After year. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And these yeah. these clubs have have added a bit of sparkle to the to the leagues. And and you know long may it continue. And Queens Park. You know Barry was talking about the earlier on. Yeah. Queens Park, I think, will be in the the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the next two or three seasons, but eventually, I think they'll get there. You'll be keeping an eye on them from a some Spanish resort. Yes. Yes. A- absolutely. See? Yeah. <laughs> Five years they'll be in there. Yeah. Premier five years, you reckon? Yeah. You don't think they'll come up this year, do you? Well, they're on the edge of they're, the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. looking at it just now, they'll not go up automatically because I, no, I think sure. um, Cove will, will win. Well, it's between Cove and, and, and Airdrie. Um, do I think they're strong enough to get out this year? I think mm. they've got a good enough team. But listen, Owen Coyle might come in and um, give them that, that jolt they need because I do think they've got, um, they've got a number of really good players, Queen's Park. I just think they're, um, they've hit, they're been below par most of the season. Davey, at this well, time... Only's a great bit of business getting on uh, coiling. Um, Bolton manager, Burnley, you know, yeah, the top division yeah. at the time, because Bolton were a, were a huge, well, a big club at that time. Yeah, yeah. It tells a famous story, um, Owen got um, got Burnley up and then they're playing Manchester United. It might have been the first game of the season. Um, the first midweek game of the season at, uh, at Burnley. And Burnley beat Manchester United 1-0. And Owen's got to have a drink with Fergie after the game and he's thinking, geez, Fergie's going to come in here and we've just beaten him, you know. Yeah. But Owen had, um, <laughs> he'd got a bottle of red wine, special bottle of red wine for Fergie. Sent somebody out in the afternoon, go and get the best bottle of wine you can for Fergie. Red wine. And Owen put it in the fridge, didn't he? Oh, and <laughs> Fergie, Fergie's, Fergie slaughtered him when he saw him, he took it out of the fridge. Fergie's a bit of a connoisseur, obviously, in the red yeah. wine, but... Yeah. <laughs> Magnificent. Um, and what about your old team, Davy? Kilmarnock then. So Brilliant. great win in the derby on, yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, Three I mean, one. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't wish our broth 
Um, any harm at all Dick Campbell's done a fabulous job there but we need we need Kilmarnock Kilmarnock one of our traditional clubs full time ambitious we, we want them back in I think with yeah I watched the game yeah. last last Friday mm. um, obviously Air had beat them at, at Rugby yeah. Park so mm. um, that was a big one for Derek and his team and, and listen uh, they started the game in fire the first 25 minutes they blew Air away now they're sitting top of the league I think they're too strong and I think Kilmarnock will, will go up as, as champions but don't write a broth off just yet. It was a dis- uh, disappointing result for them. Um, but what a job Dick uh, Dick Campbell's done with his staff and that, that group of players. Let's hear GVB, because this time tomorrow night the match will be underway. Start over again. The, the, the game last week is played. Now we're going to play a new game. And I think we have to just approach the game to, uh, you know, to have the, the best result possible uh, tomorrow. And... Uh, don't go into the game already know that you're out you have a three goal difference so we have to bear from the first minute uh try to uh be solid try to uh be dangerous as well in at at, uh, at the right moments in the game so that doesn't uh that doesn't affect us and of course you will have uh moments in every game where you maybe go one all up or one all down but um you know just just make sure you uh we stick to our uh, tactical game plan and um and, and make sure we do everything uh, we can to uh, to get a positive result um, after the game. And he was speaking about his players who've helped to get them there three up, and he was talking about Ryan Jack. You could see his uh, his performances and what he brings to the team, which is very positive for me. So uh, to have him back in the, in the squad the last weeks, you know, it's you know for me it's 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 good. It's also good for the team because we have a, a broad selection of players we can we can choose and. Uh, you know his performances are are really well uh, in the last week. So um, you know that's always also because he get uh, picked again for Scotland. You know he will, you know, give his uh, give his best for Scotland as well. And um, you know his uh, his character, his attitude, and his you know his uh, his performances will also benefit uh, benefit Scotland. So I'm more than happy to to have him back. Big plus, major plus point getting Ryan Jack and uh, Ryan Jack back and fully fit I just think he brings a real calmness to the midfield um, he sits in there he's like the kind of anchor but he's also a good football player um, can handle the ball starts the moves and listen he can put out fires as well he's good at that Posi- positional sense is, is excellent and as the years have got on he's got better and better because I always go back to it when Rangers yeah. signed him for Aberdeen I was thinking to mm. myself mm. Maybe a squad player, but for me, such an important player for Rangers now. Does he get in the Scotland team for you, Barry? Ryan Jack, because you've uh, Steve Clark likes him, and yeah. I think I think he will play him. Right? If yeah. it if it if the Ukraine game was happening in April the the twenty fourth, eh, sorry, yep. uh, um, March, March yeah, the twenty fourth, yeah. I think Ryan Jack would be in beside Callum McGregor and John McGinn. Okay, we'll talk about that. And you know what I think of Billy Gilmore? I know. Yep. We'll talk about that in the second hour. More from GVB and from AP and from Davy and Barry. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance 
insurance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. We've got the dates for the Scottish Cup semi-finals. It's no sponsor, of course, still, which we talked about the other night. David, can you believe it? No sponsor for the Scottish Cup. No, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, particularly the way the game's going in this country. And I, I do think the way this season is ending is going to attract a lot of sponsorship, yeah. hopefully more broadcast money into the game and we can get VAR sorted out, get shot at the plastic pitches and, and make ourselves a proper league. So the Hibs and the Hertz are on Saturday, 16th of April, 12.15, Hamden Park. So the South Side will be full. It'll be a brilliant sea of colour there. And then uh, just over 24 hours later, 2 o'clock, it's Celtic against Rangers. Mount Florida there. It'll be uh, quite a day, Barry. I've got to go along to that one. Yeah, to the match. Uh, back at, back yeah, at Hamden. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, as I said. The, the thing that I'm more looking forward to is both sets of fans splitting right down the middle, mm. getting back to um, the way it should be. Um, and listen, there'll be fireworks at that game, a chance to get to a, mm. to a cup final. I think that it's a great weekend of football, let's be honest with you. And I, hope, I hope Hearts and Hibs sell the ground out, Paul. Oh. They, keep, they keep telling us they're big clubs. What to? They keep telling us they're big clubs. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just along the M8. It doesn't take an awful lot to get to, to Hamden. I hope they, hope they sell the ground out and make it a proper spectacle. Because they always jump up if they don't get as many yeah. as either Rangers. But they did it in the League Cup, do you remember? They were, but then they had to hand back tickets. Yeah, so couldn't sell them. Surely, though, Hearts, Hibs, they will sell it out. And you wonder, Barry, who's going to write their name on it? Uh, you know, in the, in the, it's the cup semi-final, but for us it's like the cup final as Glasgow's own station. Is it going to be a day for Sakala, maybe? You know, is it going to be Roof? Is it going to be Morelos? Is it Gikamakis? Are we going to see Kyogo back? When is he coming back? It's, uh, yeah, he's, listen, he's, for me, he's Celtic's talisman. Um, he's the, the man who who's the, the go-to in terms of goals. And he's been out a long time. That that must be a worry for the, the Celtic support for a hamstring in, injury. Normally, you're looking at, if it's a bad one, six weeks. Um, but that's, uh, what was that? That's about 10, 11 weeks. I think it was Boxing Day at McDermott Park um, when he came off after 15 or 20 minutes. So he's been missing for a long, long time. Um, and they'll be desperate to get him back because, let's be honest, he's, I never knew anything about him. But every time I watched him, so impressed with him, not just his goal scoring, but his, his general movement and work rate. Davey, two and a half months, nobody thought he would be out for that length of time. Strange one, Paul, I was out yeah. for five months with a hamstring, um, mm-hmm. where I, I, I took it off the bone, the hamstring, could, you know, at the insertion, um, and had to have it manipulated under anaesthetic. Basically, they had to tear it again, so it would heal a different way. So I've, I've, I've been through that movie, and it's, uh, it's horrible. It's also an injury where you're terrified when you do come back that it goes again. Mm. Um, and it's only after you've played a few games and you've had to do that burst from static, a real burst, and go for it. But you're, all, you're always worried. It's a horrible injury to get. Some of the headlines today, Gikamakis called up for Greece. Aaron Ramsey up for Wales. He played the other night for Rangers. Hatate and Maeda for Japan. And Starfeld and Halander for Sweden. Barry, what do you think of... I mean, Celtic have been going great guns, no question. But Starfeld... Is, is you, can't, you can't argue in terms of Celtic um, defensively they've not conceded a lot of goals mm. and a lot of people go on about that um, but I just think he's he, there's, there's better for me out of the two it's been signed Carter Vickers mm. um, for me he's impressed me a lot more than, than Carol Starfield 
Everyone else is falling out the picture. That says two at the moment with Julianne not being fit yet, Davey. Starfelt and CCV. There was an example of it the other night. The ball was played out, wasn't it, by the keeper rather than play it up yeah. the park to Starfelt. And he was clearly uncomfortable on the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's, a, he's right-footed. He's playing left side. Anything that's knocked up and he's outside, I think he struggles. Uh, f- for me, he doesn't judge the flight of the ball well. Ends up underneath the ball at times. I don't think he's good enough with the ball at his feet to play the way Celtic want to play, where the two centre-backs take it in their own 18-yard box. Um, and I'm beginning to sound like a broken record here, but uh, and people say to me, oh, you criticise Starfelt all the time, but Celtic have got the best defensive record in the league. Celtic have got the best defensive record in the league, despite Carlos Starfelt. And if that's hard on the boy, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm giving an opinion. I gave an early opinion on him, and I, there's nothing I've seen in the, in the player that is going to make me change my mind. I, I don't think he's a Celtic player. And I, I think going forward, um, Celtic have to address that left-sided position. I don't know why Postacoglu doesn't fancy Julian, why he hasn't given him a chance. Mm. Maybe he just doesn't fancy him. But um, Celtic have to address the centre-back position in the next window. He's not seen enough of him though, has he? Because he's just been on the bench. He's hardly appeared, Barry. Yeah, yeah. He, 14 months is a long yeah. time to bout for a, a football player. And I don't care what anybody says. You're not going to see the best for me, Julian, until he gets a full pre-season under his belt. And that, that'll be until next season. Um, he's come back, then he was out. He was out of the squad for a few games. I don't know whether he picked up a niggle but that generally happens when you've been out for that lengthy time you do pick up quite a few strains because um, you've been out the game for a long time but certainly um, Julian when he, he was fit um, was a really good centre back I mean top really I mean I was surprised when when I was at Alaba when we played against Celtic I couldn't believe the size of him I was shocked at the size of Julian 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six. Um, so he, he is a, a big unit of a man Big unit is also Gikamakis, and he scored the other night. Yeah, he had to work hard tonight. Um, I thought the front three, all three worked really hard. It wasn't a game where we were going to get yeah, a lot of chances because, like I said, we, you know, we just were fighting with the opposition or the ball because of the pitch. You know, you're not going to be really smooth and, and, and sort of break them open uh, at times. So they just had to work really hard and persevere. And I thought that's what you know, Jacko did tonight. He just persevered and um, you know, got on the end of things. And um, you know, good for him to get his goals. More importantly, he worked really hard for the team. Davy Jukamakis at the double. That's his fourth mm-hmm. goal in three Scottish Cup ties. Are you warming to him? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, first few games I saw him, I thought, mm, not sure about this guy. Mm. He's not. He's totally different from um, Kyogo and Maeda. He's not. You wouldn't say he was a technical player, but he he brings other things to to the table. His his physique, and I, I just like the way the, the hat trick he scored recently, where every every one of his goals was scored within the word of the goal frame. Mm-hmm. That's where strikers make their living. Um, he doesn't want to be playing outside the box. He, he gives Celtic a really good focal point. If Kyogo's fit, I don't think Giacomakis plays. But in the absence of the, the Japanese, he's doing a really good job for Celtic. And he could have had another goal the other night. Yeah, he, well, look, when you watch Celtic, he's not pleasant on the eye. <laughs> but he, he is, um, he's, he's strong, he's physical. And you can't argue, I mean, when he's played games, he's, he's scored goals. Um, but he, he's totally different from the, the other players that Celtic have got. And sometimes it's good to have that different side. He's, he's obviously a physical presence up there and he gets all sorts of goals as well I mean you've got to be in the right place at the right time and that one thing about him when the ball does get in the wide areas he's always inside um, that penalty box looking to try and create a wee bit of space and as I said 
another couple of goals. The second goal, it was a, a slight touch, but he's he's in there. He's in there. Um, and obviously he was quick for the mistake as well. So, um, What did you make of the goal they made for Maeda? I mean, with hindsight, I mean, I know the rule changed this year, but technically it should have stood, came off his arm. It, I don't, it was the I other don't, don't see where he, he doesn't know where the ball is. Right. But when you sure. when you actually slow it down, mm-hmm. he's not got a, a clue that the ball's um, hit his hand. And I'm the same. I was surprised that the the goal was was chalked off. John Beaton got that one wrong, but we keep saying it, Davy. We need VAR. If VAR was there, yeah. he would get a moment or two. I mean, refereeing it's hard enough, and the, the handball thing I think baffles. Well, he is a top referee, but he did get that one wrong. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, um, we do need VAR. Um, they're going quiet on it again. I'm not. I'm not sure who's what. We used to have a guy there, SFA called Bill Wilson, yeah. and Bill Wilson was the the commercial, commercial director. Mm-hmm. And the amount of deals and sponsorships yeah. Bill pulled in, and you look at you look at it now. You know where we're struggling to get sponsorship at a time where arguably there's more interest in our game than there's been in a long time. And I, I don't understand why we can't pull a sponsor that that would that would fund VAR. I met his son Martin uh, a few weeks ago and he said his dad listens in to the programme so they called him uh, Bill Moneybags Wilson. Yeah. Remember that? What James job is it? That yeah. was, it was amazing. Get him yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> just about to say that because I, I cannot believe that yeah. our Scottish Cup competition hasn't got a sponsor. And do you know what? Our game's in a healthy position at this moment in time and we need to get people out there selling their game and promoting their game. Ange Postacoglu then huge end to the season for him eight games to go Scottish Cup semi-final coming up uh, with Rangers and he just he's going to keep focused that's his message we know that you know, there's still eight games to go in the league or whatever it is and you know, we've got a tough one again against Ross County who in good form on, on, on the weekend but we're back at home so we, we just got to make sure that we tackle each task each challenge the best way we can um, you know we'll we'll get some you know we're getting some players back our training's really good at the moment so um, you know they're the kind of things we need to focus on Celtic you wouldn't imagine well would you a slip up at the weekend Ross County Davey well I'll tell you what Malky has them going um, I, it's not a game I, I don't think Celtic should be taking lightly at all and that, that that might be the only danger at the moment for, for the old firm maybe taking their eye off the ball ahead of the the old firm game you know maybe thinking that they can coast towards that game um, Ross County will make Celtic work that's for sure if they're going to win the game Celtic will have to play well Regan Charles Cook yeah, top, yeah, one top one of the top score, scorers, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. What a turnaround for Ross County, but mm. what a turnaround for the start of the season. Um, actually playing well, but defensively they were a bit all over the place. But since the turn of the year, um, Malky's sorted that that side out. And I said a few weeks ago, I still fancy them. I, I, they'll definitely finish in the top six for me, Ross County. Yeah, if, if you're a, I, I don't see Malky going straight back into the English Premiership. But if you're a, a Championship side in England, you've got to be looking mm. at Malky Mackay. You know, given what he did in, in England um, and, and what he's done with Ross County, I, I hope he gets another chance. Um, he's done his, his rehab, he's taken all the diversity courses, he's made his apologies yeah. and I just hope he gets another crack yeah, at the big He served his punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. served yeah. his punishment and I, I think it's always getting dragged with him. What happened down at, down at Cardiff? No, that's in the past. As Davies just mentioned, he's done all the courses. He came up and he took the SFA job um, just went quietly about his business but the job he's done up at Ross County and you know what it's hard to attract players up there and people will say oh they've got a decent budget but for players to move up there with their families mm-hmm. they're, they're not too keen on it so you've got to work hard and listen he's, he's got a really good team there and for me 
100% will finish in the top six. Is that the hardest ground to play at, Barry? Given that it's so cold, it's probably the, the most fun. Hardest one to get to, I know. Indeed, I know. Because you get to Inverness, you've still got another I, 20 I minutes. I playing at Ross County than Inverness. Why? Because Inverness was right in the water. Yeah. It's so open as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, um, it was always a, a tough game. and It was always either freezing, <laughs> hailstones, snowing, <laughs> the wind going all over the place you're always worried about a Loch Ness monster <laughs> <laughs> a few monsters <laughs> you sound like a southern softy there uh, you come know, on listen it didn't bother me once you get out and you get your warm up done that's you you're focused yeah <laughs> top of the scoring charts just looking at that when we mentioned Charles Cook as you said he's the top scorer in the league with uh, 13 goals it's amazing uh, Alfredo Morello's 11 goals in the league Furuhashi with eight, uh, and Liam Boyce with nine back in form at the weekend, although he didn't score. Leila Bada on nine, and uh, Bruce Anderson on 11. And overall, in all games, 18 goals. It's Alfredo Morelos, and then Furuhashi on 16, which is remarkable, Barry, given that he's been out, as you've just said, two and a half months, Furuhashi. Yeah, but I mean, what a return in terms of, in terms of goals. Mm-hmm. But I'll go back to Ross County. Charles yep. Cook out of contract um, yep. in the summer. That's a, a free transfer. He's... He'll be a good catch if Ross County don't tie him down to a new contract. Did you see Championship Club maybe or lower Premier League in England? Or even or here, Glasgow? Here. Yeah, but mm. listen, he's, he's certainly produced the goods this year. Um, he's not just a goal scorer, he's got a bit of pace about him and um, he looks apart. We're going to come back to Rangers after the break. But Davey, what about Lille Abada then? Nine goals in the league, um, Scottish Cup goal, League Cup goal and three in Europe. 14 goals for the youngster who's only what 20 yeah priceless absolutely yeah. priceless um, you know when he came in at first I, I think he looked raw and, and I think there are still rough edges I, I think at times he could get his head up and pick a pass um, but you can't argue when he's chipping in with that amount of goals takes a hell of a lot of pressure off your strikers when your wide players are chipping in like that and it's only going to get better um, great, another great piece of business for, for Celtic I'm not sure who identified him but they, they picked a winner there and you know to, to come in and keep James Forrest out of the team mm-hmm. you know says all you you need to know although James Forrest on the way back well he is back isn't he Barry you know yeah, a player well, that you really admire uh, yep yeah, I'll, I'll say what I said last week I thought the Livingston game that's the best I've seen James Forrest mm-hmm. I thought he looked um, bang at it he looked um, he had that bit of pace about him um, good goal as well but you I mean you look at both Rangers and Celtic I mean, the, the game for Rangers up at Dens Park Arebo, Davis, Lundstrom not even stripped and then you look at Celtic you look at Kyogo, Jota, Abada Turnbull they've got strong squads mm-hmm. and a lot of good players um, real competition for places at both of them Barry will you give us your team shortly for Rangers for tomorrow night who you would start with if you were uh, GVB and uh, we're going to ask you about Scotland the, the team the squad came out last night for the games with Poland Lewandowski coming to town mm. and uh, the game with either Austria or Wales because we're not playing the Ukraine until hopefully in June and we'll get Davey we'll get your thoughts on, on the squad and Barry's as well 08 08 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! 24 minutes past six. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven. Scotland this time yesterday we gave you uh, the Scotland squad for the upcoming games. Obviously, Barry, um, what we do hope we play Ukraine 
in June, which would be a sign that things would be better there. But it's, it's the right thing. The game has been delayed. And uh, we need these matches coming up. So Aaron Hickey, I suppose that was the big news that he's in. Here's the manager speaking about his inclusion. I would think if you look at the the course of the season and the way Aaron's played for, for Bologna over the course of the season, he's one of the, the standout young players in European football at the moment. It's a chance for me to bring him into the squad, have a look at him, compare him to people that are in the squad. Uh, he's competition, if you like, and he's got he's got hefty competition in front of him. So it's a it's a chance for me to have a look at Aaron up close. What's your take on it, Barry? Well, he's playing week in, week out for Bologna um, in Serie A. And every time I watched him, I've got to be honest with you, he, he played for Hearts. I was always impressed. Right footer playing left back. He can use both feet, to be honest with you. So... Listen, I think going across here as a young guy tells you all you need to know about the young man. Um, good mentality about him. He go to a foreign country at such a young mm. age. New language, all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm delighted to see him get the, the chance and as Stevie Clark's just mentioned there, ideal opportunity to see him close up. Does it bother you that he didn't want to play for the under-21s? Well, at such a young age he's been playing top-level football. Mm. So with the performances he's putting in, was the real need to go to the under-21s when he... For me, I think he's good enough to get in the Scotland squad. The only problem he's got is he's got two world-class full-backs. Yeah, um, yeah. I know mm. Kieran Tierney plays left yeah, a back three, but he's got Andy Robertson, who's also the, the captain of the country. Yeah. Um, but look, look, I think a young man deserves the opportunity. And as I said, it's brilliant for um, Steve Clark to get a close um, a close watch at him and hopefully we'll get a few minutes on the pitch. Davey? Well, I mean, I, first of all, well done, Steve Clark, because I guarantee you there'd be one or two at Hamden who'd be saying to Steve Clark, he wouldn't turn up for the under-21s, don't pick him. So well done, Steve Clark, yeah. because, you know, for a young man who is playing regularly in a really good league in Italy, what is he going to learn playing under-21 football? Absolutely nothing. And it was a case for me of Scott Gemmell thinking he's a really good player, might get me results. Under-21 football is not about results. It's about developing players for the full squad. And this boy, I think Barry's spot on. You don't have to play for the under-21s before you get in the full squad. He's proved he's good enough. And I'm delighted he's getting his chance. And he might just solve the problem at right back. Because Nathan Parson's a problem now for Steve Clark. He's not playing. So young Hickey is playing every week. He's right-footed. He might just be the answer. You never quite know what he's going to say, do you? Mm. But you're both saying the but same thing. But see, the beauty of yeah. young Hickey can play either side. Yeah. Mm. And listen, it's obviously harder to get in the left side at Scotland than it mm. is the right side where David just mentioned, Stephen Donnell, I noticed, was left out of the team mm. at the weekend. Nathan Parsons only played 45 minutes since he's been down to Everton. Um, so listen, it's I, I always like seeing young players uh, be given the, the opportunity. And Steve Clark. He's obviously watched him and as a defender going over to Italy there was no better place to learn your trade as a defender because you know what the Italians yeah. are like yeah. they like defending stop my goals like scoring a goal to them um, it's so, the art isn't it it's respected yeah. so much so I think yeah. he would have come on leaps and bounds since he's been out of there and let's be honest he's, he's coming up against top teams yeah. every single mm. week mm. no it's a good argument I take your point on that it's not it's not to win competitions with under 21s no. it's, it's to, to identify people and if he's playing in Serie A okay I get it what about Ryan Fraser did you I don't think you but, thought he would but he's, no, I didn't he's on think fire he was, yeah, yeah. He, listen he's playing really well now he's playing week in week out mm. he, he had a few niggles throughout the season look Steve Clark had a chat with him I, I read his interview mm. 
and he was pretty blunt that you need to go and prove to me how much you want to play with Scotland and he's still in the thoughts but he needs to continue that form but I, I didn't think he would have been in, included for after what, what happened uh, in the previous squad Davey what's your view? I, I, I think he's on his last chance Ryan Fraser and you've got to remember that Ryan Fraser if you remember didn't want to play in Kazakhstan on the plastic pitch the night Scotland lost 3-0 out there under Alec McLeish didn't fancy the pitch um, and you know more recently training with Newcastle when he's pulled out injured uh, from the Scotland squad doesn't look good at all um, I have to say last time I saw him playing for Newcastle he played out his skin mm -hmm. um, but I, I think he has to do something to prove that he's a bit more committed than he looks He's enjoying life under Eddie Howe this time again, isn't he? He's doing uh, really well. He's, yeah, he's doing it. And he's actually, he's, I always believed that if he couldn't cross the ball at 15, you'd never be able to do it at 25. But Fraser, for me, was a very poor crosser of the ball. Not now. I don't know where it's come from, but his final ball is, is, is much better now. We could face could face six games, international games in June. Surely not. That's what the manager's saying. I, I think the window is already scheduled for four games. I think that's that's quite a heavy schedule anyway. Now whether they can find enough room in the calendar to to make more date more dates available and play five games, I don't know. I think six at that stage of the season when players have have had a long hard season with their clubs, uh, they need the rest during the summer. It's going to be difficult for us, but those are footballing matters. I think it's very very important that we don't forget the human matters. Everything takes a back seat in comparison to the situation in Ukraine at this moment in time. And Davey, I know we all agree with that. There are so many competitions though. Nations League, World yeah. Cup qualifiers, you know, then yeah. we're talking about this, the Super League coming back again, you know, the champions, whatever it is that uh, they want to bring in. What's your view on this so many games potentially in June? Well, it's not ideal. I mean, the, the players have had a long, hard season. Mm. Um, so... It, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, if you look at the number of games that Callum McGregor has played over the last three or four years, I don't think there'll be anyone in Europe who's played more football, and it doesn't seem to have done him any harm. Maybe we maybe we overegg this thing about you know too many games. The real nonsense is the World Cup in Qatar. I mean, what we're doing taking the World Cup there, and, and what we're doing playing it at that time of the year, and disjointing all the all the top leagues in Europe, having to stop. It's an absolute nonsense. Shocking. Don't think you disagree. That, with That's the problem. Yep. The problem, the World Cup being uh, that's um, yeah. that date, mm -hmm. I, I, I never got it. Um, why it was given to, to Qatar, and it's listen, it's not just mucked up international football; it's mucked up like, domestic football as well. Mm -hmm. um, now the break, the lengthy break they're going to get during the season. For me, World Cups are played in the summer. European Championships are always yeah. played in the summer. Why change it? The power of the dollar, Davey, but you know, someday we'll know the full story. Lawyers are watching. Yeah, we've got a good idea why Qatar got yeah. Um, yeah. the big guy, the big uh, Qatar guy. He was out of seat before the envelope was even opened. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's worse than his Scottish Cup prediction. <laughs> it's true, but uh, the, yeah. big, the big Qatar guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you looking for his name, Paul? <laughs> no, I'm not actually. I'm just there's so much here. Um, we've got the manager speaking about uh, the opposition, Poland. It's difficult because for the last four months I've been thinking about Ukraine, uh, Wales, and Austria, uh, and obviously Poland have come onto the scene late. What I'm going to use this camp for, and it's, it's why I pick the, the same players, the nucleus of the players. I have to use this as a preparation for for potentially a playoff semi-final and final 
in, in June. Four Nations League games are also scheduled in. But I have to say that there's no way that we can play six games. So we need a little bit of help from, from UEFA on that, on that matter. But this camp is, is for us just to fine-tune, look at what we did at the end, end of last year when we went six matches, six winning games. Difficult to do. We want to continue that momentum. So I'll use it as a chance to look at one or two things for what we might do in June. It's almost a club spirit he's got with Scotland. Yeah, you, you can see that when when they meet up, when the players do their uh, media duties. They look, they just look a happy group and they look if they're desperate to, to turn up. And I, I'm delighted that he's got a game because they would have been idle for too long for me. Um, far too long. So he's obviously Poland. And you know what? They're, they're a right decent outfit. Yeah. Obviously, everybody knows Lewandowski. Yep. Top class player. So, yep, delighted that he, he's got a game and it's important that he got a game. Um, and hopefully, come June, that they, they can get the, the semi final. But six games. End of the season, long season. Where, where's the players going to get a bit of rest? Because you do. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for players playing. Like three games a week, no issue. But at some stage, you need to shut off, mm. shut your body down for at least a couple of weeks and get a bit of, bit of rest. So it's going to be a, a difficult one. And he says he, they need a bit of help for you ever. How they much? need yeah. help to try and sort this situation out. How big was it for you, for both of you, at the end of the season, end of May and head for whatever it was, Marbella, yeah, Mallorca? I was shut down for yeah. two weeks totally. Just never never done nothing. And then third week I would gradually get myself ready for, for going into mm. pre-season. I couldn't go in without doing anything. Um, but I always like to just get away from it all. And um, It's good for your mind as well. Course, Not just yeah. your legs, mm. but it's good to get away from the um, the football side of things. Davey? I think, I think it depends on whether the, the, the games are, are competitive games, Paul. Um, I, I, I could see, I, I can see the I can understand a player playing a full season for his club and then not then not wanting to play um, bounce games yep. for, for Scotland. And my own international career finished when I pulled out a squad to go to and play a bounce game in Poland and I wasn't I wasn't picked again. I, I think Jock Steen felt I had pulled out needlessly. And he was probably right. I could have I could have made it, but you know, I Did you have a niggle or something? I, yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I could have gone, but I had, had a long, hard season with Celtic. Mm. Um my first duty was to Celtic, obviously. They pay my wages. And I needed a rest. And I, I took a rest. And it, well, listen, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. But, but you'd also been to the World Cup with Scotland, but didn't play. Yeah. And everyone will thought you were going to play. Yeah. And I was getting a bit fed up, you know, travelling with Scotland and not, not getting a start. So, listen, no, absolutely no regrets. He's been speaking about the striker who's uh, been injured, hasn't he? Lyndon Dykes. Yeah, found out that. last night that there's a little issue with Lyndon, Lyndon Dykes. He hasn't played for a few weeks, but I had a good conversation with Mark Warburton and will be guided by QPR and the medical staff. We're hopeful that Lyndon will be on the, the training pitch sometime this week and may be involved at the weekend. So that's, that's one to keep an eye on. If it doesn't work out in our favour, then obviously I would need to call someone else into the squad. I'm just seeing there that Simeone, that UEFA are looking at it. Apparently there were some missiles thrown last night when they defeated Man United. We'll come back to that in a minute or two. There's things happening in the game again, some uh, you know unruly behaviour. Uh, it's really disappointing. Strikers, we're not blessed with too many, Barry, so we don't want to lose uh, Lyndon Dykes. Yeah, we don't. It's sort of interesting to see if he's not fit, who does he, mm -hmm. who does he call up? But for me, Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams 
I really like the two of them up front. I like the three five two. They've got a good um, good partnership going they they two, and I'm sure Stevie Clark will be desperate to get them fit because they two for me play against Ukraine when the game happens. He's got so much confidence, Dykes, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's given us a real something that we haven't really had. You know that physicality, mobility up front. He goes right up against people, fearless. Um, He's been terrific. I, I just wonder if, you know, Barry said earlier on that, that if everyone's fit, let's assume that everyone's fit and we're playing Ukraine tomorrow, Barry has um, Ryan Jack in the side. I think that means McTominay's got to play right of the three. At the back, it's McTominay, Hanley and Tierney. Um, right back is probably the only, I think the real problem for yeah, Steve Clark. But I go with Nathan Patterson. Even though he's not playing yeah. at all. Why? I just like that when he's played in a Scotland jersey. Um, I think he's really impressed. Look, Stephen O'Donnell's done a, a, a great job when he's been asked for Scotland, but for me, if you're picking your best team to go and play against Ukraine, to get into the final, you go with that back five that um, Davies mentioned. You go McTominay, Hanley, Tierney, Robertson captain, um, Nathan Patterson I'll just go through the team please do because McGinn, yeah. McGregor Ryan Jack Shea Adams Lyndon Dykes David yeah you, you wouldn't strong. argue with that if they're all fit that, I think that's the strongest team that's about the strongest team and I think you know looking back I think Walter Smith picked Alan Hutton continually when Alan Hutton wasn't playing regular first team football now Alan Hutton but Barry obviously played with him but it certainly looked to me as if he was a Rolls Royce in oh, terms of, yeah. of athleticism he, yeah. he could he could just Bomb up and down. Back, yeah. back and forward all day, you know. It was very a similar. I see they're very similar, Nathan Patterson and Alan Hutton. And I, I always say this that six months before Alan Hutton went to Spurs for nine million pounds, he was he was he was an absolute machine. Mm. He, the best I'd seen him. Here's Stevie Clark speaking about Nathan Patterson. There's one or two little issues within the squad. Uh, Nathan Patterson got a fantastic move to Everton that hasn't quite worked out for him. He's only had one start would have been difficult to pick Nathan for a really competitive game, if I'm being honest. But going into a, f a friendly situation, it might be a chance for us to get minutes into Nathan's legs, which will help him for us and, and hopefully help him to get a, a more regular run out with his, his, his club. So look to see. <laughs> but that tells me yeah. of the game against Ukraine that Stephen O'Donnell was, was right. going to play. Uh -huh. and, and, and you know what? I, I get where... Stevie Clark's coming for you. Want guys who are right there that they've got the game time in in the legs. Um, but look, if everybody's fit, this is your assessment. If everybody's fit and everybody's yep. playing regular for their clubs, that's the team that that I would go for. There would have been fifty thousand there next week for Ukraine. Will it be a big crowd? Do you reckon, guys? For Poland, surely people will come out. And it's great news that ten pounds from yeah. every ticket uh, sale is going to the appeal for Ukraine. The initiative from the, the Scottish FA and, and the Polish FA is, is fantastic, obviously with the backing of UEFA to, to put on the match. Uh, UNICEF are involved, which will mean that the, the money will go to the, the right people. When you watch the images coming out of the children being displaced and, and injured in the war, it's, it's, a, it's, a, great, it's a great effort for, for everybody to get this game on at quite short notice. Uh, and obviously we're hoping for a full house here at Hamden because the more people that come, the, the more money we'll raise for for the the people that need need support at this moment in time. Barry, 
Yeah, that, listen, I, I love that wee bit of the interview. Um, and I honestly think with Steve Clark mentioned that there, there will be a full house at Hamden because £10, as you just mentioned, goes to what's happening over the Ukraine. He's talking about the children. It's a hard watch. It's it's just it's shameful what's happening over there. Um, so for me, Hamden will be full and that'll be some amount of money going across there to help um, Ukrainian people out. Davey, we're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know who came up with the idea, but it was certainly spot on. And I think if you really, if you look at the way that, in general, the, the country has reacted to the appeal for people to open their homes up for the Ukrainian refugees, um, you know, it's, it's it's shown Britain and Scotland up in a very good light. I think. Is Bill back in at the SFA? Oh yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it has happened. Here's the manager speaking, as you said, movingly about the situation in Ukraine. Football is obviously secondary to the the situation in in Ukraine. Uh, all our thoughts are with the, the Ukrainian people at this moment in time and, and hope, hopefully we can get a quick resolution to the, the terrible situation there. I mean, I'm sure you've all looked at the, the images coming out of Ukraine. It's, it's, it's quite horrendous, so football certainly takes a backseat. Obviously, lots of discussions going on, uh, of which is most of it's above my head. Uh, all I can tell you is there's plenty of negotiations going on. There's, there's, trying to look at all different kinds of scenarios. The biggest thing for me is that I hope and pray that we can play Ukraine in June. That, that's, the, that's the most important thing. If we can do that, then it means the situation is, is a lot better for everybody. Interesting this morning, reading the comments of one of the officials at the Welsh FA said there was a real lobby on the go um, in terms of, of Ukraine and, you know, the, the UEFA, uh, sorry, FIFA sympathising with the Ukraine Situation and there was a proposal that they would maybe give them a buy into the finals in in Qatar, and I just wonder if that might still happen, mm. depending on on what happens and how lengthy this invasion is, or it, it, you know if, if this if this is still going coming June come June, that there might be a feeling that that given the circumstances and, and given how everyone feels about Ukraine, that they might give yeah. them a buy. You wouldn't so, be surprised, would you? And we would then play Austria or. Or Wales. Or Wales, yeah. yeah. Sure. Barry, um, I just you... hope the game's going to happen, Jim, yeah. but do you know what? Sure. Who knows? Yep. I'm unsure. I'm, a, I'm really unsure. And uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I just can't believe what's happening mm. in 2022, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. This time tomorrow night, looking forward to the programme because Rangers will be at half-time. It kicks off 5.45. We're on uh, tomorrow evening, 5 until 7. We're with uh, Barry Ferguson, Davey Proven, Paul Cooney, Barry, this time tomorrow then, what do you think the Rangers starting lineup? What would you do if you were GVB? I think you'll go Alan McGregor, Tavernier, obviously the captain, Golson, Balligan <clears throat> and Bassey, mm-hmm. Ryan Jack and Lundstrom, Arebo just in front, Scott Arfield, Morelos, Ryan Kent. Scott Arfield, Morelos and, and Kent. Lundstrom, right? yep. they can go into that for me if they're under a wee bit yep. of pressure, they're finding holes in the defence. Lundstrom can then go in and step back into the um, the back four to make it a back five. So Davey, that's the team. Yeah, that's your team. Davy, strong team. Lundstrom, how impressive since the turn of the year? Uh, listen, I've, I've, I've always been a fan. Uh, when he signed, I suggested here it was going to be a terrific piece of business mm. for Rangers. 
for, for some reason um, I, I think he played in a different role at Sheffield United he had much more freedom but I, I think he can play anywhere and I think he's equally happy sitting behind the game with the, the game in front of him and doesn't waste the ball very economical a proper midfield player for me GVB speaking about are some of the players on a suspension tightrope I mean it's obviously when you are playing so many games in, in Europe like we did, uh, you will always have players uh, on uh, one suspension away, uh, yellow card. Uh, but you know, that's that's for every team. But uh, it won't affect our approach uh, uh, selecting uh, the team, and I think also the players in the in the um, in the game don't don't have to play uh, on on a different way. We just hit there with the strongest eleven possible. And we will do everything to uh, to win this game and win this tie. That's the most important thing. And then we will see after uh, the game who we have uh, available for the next game. Barry? Yeah, I don't think it'll affect his team selection. Guys that are sitting on um, suspension tightropes, I think he'll, he'll go over them. And that's the kind of attitude you've got to go in with. In terms of a player, if you go into it and you think, oh, if I get booked here, I'm going to miss the the first leg of the, the quarter-final. And if you go in with that kind of mindset, you generally do pick up a button. Um, so, no, I don't think it'll affect his team selection. And um, the good thing about him is he's got real good competition for places. Um, but that, for me, at this moment in time, is probably Rangers' strongest team that I've just said. What was Vol- what was Walter Smith's view on suspensions and things before a game? No, what would he say to play. you? No, Stop. if you were on yeah. a on a suspension mm. or coming up near a suspension one booking away for a suspension should I say that um, no it didn't affect his team selection Davy, Big Billy McNeil or Jockstein did they worry about that can you remember? No I don't, I don't think so if it was a meaningful game he would always play strongest team yeah. you could have two or three on um, you know who couldn't afford to get a yellow card otherwise they were going to be missing the next game or the cup final or whatever but I don't I don't, I don't think you can I don't think you should pick, pick your team with that in mind uh, You've just got to. Players aren't stupid, you know. I think if 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 you're a booking away from say missing a cup final, you're not going to go in for daft tackles. You should have the brains to to only go in for the challenges you have to. Ryan Kent could be vital for Rangers, as you've both said, and he's been talking about the confidence in the Rangers group. I've mentioned before, you know, after um, you know each each year of participating in this competition, that we've always wanted to improve on the previous year. Um, you know, which we have done so far and, um, you know, that's no different for this year. You know, we want to go as far as we can in this competition. You know, we try to have as much confidence going into every game. Uh, you know, that'll be no different going into this. Um, and hopefully the next round, you know, if we, if we go there with the right mentality um, for this fixture. Barry, we don't want to look ahead to the other teams in there, but the key teams, well, if you said they've already beaten Borussia Dortmund, uh, Seville have got such a great record, six times winners, West Ham as well still in it. Yeah, but listen, you've beat the the favourites, Dortmund. Um, and I always think sometimes you need a wee slice of, slice of luck with the with the draw. Um, but listen, you're in the quarterfinals. You you got to expect to come up against really good teams, Paul. Um, and that th- that shouldn't matter. But in terms of Ryan Kent, um, he's a ball carrier. He gets you up the pitch. He games like this. He's perfect for it. Because you want you're under a bit of pressure at times. Um, you need to release that a wee bit and he's the one that can go and drive you up the pitch 30, 40, 50, 50 yards um, and he's on 
fine form. The only thing that's missing for his game just now is goals. Mm-hmm. It's just that end product. Um, he said plenty of chances. Keepers have made good saves. He just needs to add a few more goals to his his um, his locker. But he's a for me he's a match winner. When he's on his game, I really enjoy watching him play. Davy, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night then in Belgrade? I, I think Rangers will be okay. I think they'll go through. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Rangers went there and won. You know, if Rangers, I think, they get through the first 15, 20 minutes, I, th- I think Red Star will know that the, the tie's over and Rangers could take advantage of that. And and Rangers are also very adept on the counter-attack, particularly through the likes of um, Kent, um, the pace of Kent, uh, who's a huge player for them once again. Had lost his way earlier in the season, but now back to his best. It's remarkable, isn't it, the way Rangers have performed this is what the fourth season that they've gone deep into in Europe, Davey. And uh, under two different managers yeah. as well, Paul. You mm. know, I mean, Stephen Gerrard had some terrific mm. uh, results uh, in in Europe. You could argue that GVB's topped a lot though by beating Dortmund and having beaten the the, the, the favourites. There's there's nothing nothing to fear, and it might suit Rangers to fly under the radar because the rest of Europe won't. They'll have looked at the Dortmund result and thought, well, yeah, Rangers have beaten Dortmund, but. The, they're not going to win this. Well, sometimes it's good to fly under the radar. Barry, happy to fly under the radar uh, tomorrow night and get... What do you think the score's yeah, going well, to be? Well, going back to 2008, that's what we exactly done. Yeah. Like, nobody expected they'll get the quarters, they'll be out, sure. or get the semi. And mm. see when you go to the semis, that's when people started to think, there's every chance they can, they can get to the, the final. And Rangers will be happy with that. Rangers will be happy, but they'll go over there quietly confident that I think... You can get goals against this team at set pieces. I thought they were very, very poor, Red Star. Um, and that's where Rangers got their, their three goals um, from set pieces. So that's something that they'll look at. And um, look, I'm, for me, I'm confident Rangers get through into the quarters. Did they just go for it at the beginning or are they just going to calm things at the beginning? But you don't want to come under... Just as long as they're solid and compact yeah. and... They, they, they keep the ball as I says they've, they've got guys who can get you up the pitch and Kent Morelos and that's why I think he'll go with Arebo real good legs Scotty Arfield time and he runs mm-hmm. experience and then you've got Jack Lundstrom in there who'll anchor and be solid so yep I'm more than confident that Rangers will have enough tomorrow to get into the quarterfinal draw and Rob will be on with Chris Burke former Rangers player of course uh, at Kilmarnock and Simon Donnelly the former Celtic star before we go tonight Arsenal up, I guess, a huge game tonight. Yeah. What, do you, what, what are you thinking? Are Liverpool going to get within one point of Man City? I, I think they will. I mean, City looked home and hose not so long ago. It's, it's, it's game on now. Liverpool know they have to win this tonight and I think they will. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think Liverpool have got that mindset mm. that they're going down there knowing that three points takes them within a, a point of, of Man City. And um, look, what was it? Two months ago, 14, 14. points. Mm. Man City were ahead um, and that's similar down there it's neck neck um, the two of them but Liverpool won the night for me and it was only really Guardiola saying yeah it's not over yet I mean I think everyone else was saying looks as though it is Salah are you worried that he's not signed yet could that affect him in the run up in the run into the title no I, I think he's one of the no. players where he does his talking on the, the pitch with his, with his performances I don't think it'll matter about whether he's signed a contract or not he'll still produce the goods for Liverpool and at Everton, are you worried? Nathan Patterson there, obviously we're interested in him doing well uh, for Scotland. But what about what about I, the manager? Are you worried for Frank? Yeah, yeah I've, something's just telling me. I think Everton might go down. Do you? 
Yeah. Well, no might go down. I think mm. they will go down. Well, you look at Roy Hodgson's result of the weekend. He might just get them out of bother. Mm. I don't know how he does it, but you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against Roy Hodgson keeping Watford up and Everton going down. Wow. Because Newcastle, have done, they have done brilliantly, haven't they? Oh, Under yeah. Eddie Howe, yeah. they're out of trouble. Um, Norwich are going to go down, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Burnley. Although he's got a great record at staying up, hasn't he? Sean Dyke. Yeah, I, I just think Sean Dykes has been there too long now. Mm. Um, I think there's a shelf life in every manager. I think I think Sean Dyke probably missed the boat. Could have had the Everton job at one time. Um, I, I think he'll struggle to save Burnley. Here's GVB. Before we go, this time tomorrow, Rangers will be well underway. Lots of fixtures coming up for Rangers, but that's the way he likes it. Main objective tomorrow is to to go through to be in the next round of the of in in Europe. That's very uh, very important for all of us. You know, of course, you you're gonna add two more games um, in April, but that's what you want. You want to be involved in uh, in, uh, in in all competitions. Uh, you know, and at, at the end of the season, and uh, you know, we just add some games against uh, you know. Uh, very quality-wise, very strong opponent. So, you know, that's what you want when you are playing. That's what you want when you are a coach. And uh, that's, I think, also what you want as a club and, and the fans to, uh, you know, to play many, many games at uh, at top levels. You know, we just have to go out tomorrow and make sure we are in the next round. Davey sounds a calming influence, the manager. Yeah, yeah, he's very self-assured. And, you know, we talked about some of the big decisions he's made that weren't going to be popular, but he took them. Um, and I think he's settled into the job really well now. And Barry, that tunnel, final word tonight then. How how big is it? How long yeah, will it take fair, you? It's yeah. a fair walk. It <laughs> takes you a good 30 or, or 40 <laughs> seconds to actually walk from one end to the, to the other. But they, they say it's intimidating and there's painting and all, all sorts all over it. Um, but That's listen, fine. It's, it's fine. And then you walk out, obviously, and as David said, it's an open stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the flares, and they'll be throwing all sorts and chanting but brilliant environment to play football that's just the Rangers bench right? <laughs> <laughs> that's just me at the TV that's it Barry, <laughs> Davy. great to see you both Barry back on Friday night Davy, we'll see you this time next week yeah The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre hosted by Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven listen live weeknights from 5 talking Scottish football first Let's go Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.